Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about coffee mug Christianity. You know those cute little short phrases that you put on coffee mugs? We're going to ask the question of, are those even biblical? Fuller, are you ready? Let's go. Let go. Fuller. Mark, what's going on, buddy? I'm stressed, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm stressed. I'm, I am too blessed to be stressed, though, thinking of short, witty Christian phrases. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag blessed. Living the dream. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> Did you ever see that skit um, with Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake when it was Justin Timber week on Jimmy Fallon like years ago? And it was like everything they said had to be hashtag. So they had the skit and they were just like, hashtag this, hashtag that. No, but that, I bet it was really this, funny. Hashtag that. And the hashtag. guy walked in and was like, hashtag shut the up. And I'm like, oh, well, he bleeped it. So at least uh, whatever. But Ooh. yeah, but it, it was just funny. It's like hashtag. So anywho, dude. Hashtag let's good. start the show. Hashtag <laughs> let's finally start the show where we are at. So we've had a, oh, few, a few technical difficulties. This is what our Fourth start. Fourth, fifth. But we're good. We're here. You're here. Yeah. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or you're listen joining us, us here. Yeah, listen to us on Spotify, right. Apple, or Google, all the various places. We're thankful for you, our family. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we're kind of, uh, sorry, you know, we're like, oh, right, what do we say now? <laughs> you know? we've, we've talked about it, we, but I'll, I'll segue in. All so, right, let's do it. A uh, few... At time of recording, you know, a few weeks ago, so time this comes out, probably about a month ago, we were hanging out with Joe Frericks, and um, which, in case you don't know Joe Frericks, he's episode forty of the podcast, yes. Joseph Frericks and Kimberly, missionaries to Peru, right? And we, we kind of talked about that last, yeah, week we talked about last, last week, and we gave him the mega swag bag, and he was ripping mm-hmm. it out. In fact, uh, I think I told you this: the second he got home, he called me, and there wasn't a hello, Mark. It was hello, I'm like, hey, what's up, uh, what's up, Joe? And he goes. Tell Kimberly this is my mug. It's my. We, I know we told him we like, get, we're going to get him another mug. We got to yeah, so. get Kimberly another mug before they go down. But, yeah. you know, we gave him stuff, and it's on the video on Facebook and Instagram. Right. But the brother hooked us up, too. He did. He did. He hooked us up with some of his Peruvian coffee that he gets down from Peru. Like, not Aldi's not, in Peru blend. Not like Charbucks Peruvian blend. No, this is like... like straight from peru like a, a local friend of his like he grows it and roasts it and grinds it grinds it, it and, and it by, he sells it by the bag for a dollar a bag is that what it was, was it a dollar a, a bag what, I, correct me if i'm wrong joe but i'm pretty sure you said it was a dollar a bag See, i have like five bucks in my head but i don't know if that maybe was five bucks a pack because they buy them in packs yeah but, i don't know but i said all right you're gonna ship those to me from peru i will pay for the shipping and for the coffee you just ship them to me. <laughs> but so in honor of Joseph Frerichs and hooking us up, we're drinking the Peruvian coffee. We're oh. not drinking RTC coffee. Nope, not tonight. For the first time in like <sighs> a long time. A long Well, we had that we had the side by side with Ethiopian. We did, but that was more of just a test. Right. Taste test run. That was a taste test run. But so we're drinking it. It's uh How would you describe this stuff, so dude? So it's rich, it's full, it's smooth. It's like drinking liquid chocolate cake. Like that's oh, that's that's okay. the feel that it has. Because I, I I wasn't able to put a a, a it's like a, it's more velvety yeah. than like chocolate milk, but but it, it's not like thick like 
like trucker coffee. But that's but the it's, only it's way I could full. describe it. It's full. It's a yeah. It's a it's a fuller. It's a coffee. fuller cup of coffee. <laughs> but it's but it's like no, it's, but it's so good. thick though. Right. Like the first restart was because I couldn't speak. Mm. <laughs> like I tried to get welcome to Real Talk Christian out, and it was just like nope. Like it wouldn't let the words come out. So yeah. Um, so it's just yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot just of one fun, of those dude. things. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we have that going on, and uh, yeah, so it's 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 some good stuff, man. It's uh, it's just fantastic stuff to drink right now. I'm gonna ask you though, because you're you know you roast your own stuff. I'm gonna ask you, is what on earth is your opinion of this coffee versus the stuff you roast? Um, hmm. Man, that is a that is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honest opinion. I want your because it's not like it's, Joe roasted it's, this. Yeah, no, it's it's really really good. Um, it's a little bit more. Uh, it's more thick than I would personally prefer. And you're not a dark roast guy. I, and I'm not a dark roast guy. And it's, so it's a little bit over roasted. It's got it's got a great flavor, and I will. I'm gonna drink my whole bag. But uh, and I'm gonna drink it slow so I can savor it, so I don't waste it all. But uh, yeah, it's just—it's not your vibe. It's—it's it's a little too dark for me. It's a little bit. It's just on the cusp of almost burnt, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's—it's it's a dark. It's a true dark roast, and that's how they're supposed to be. I'm right. just not a dark roast guy. I'm a dark roast guy, but it's good. It's like if I'm gonna choose a dark roast to drink, it's gonna be that. But this is not a good morning coffee. I had it the other day, and my coffee, like, I didn't have a lot of, like, because when I have my first cup of coffee, I normally don't have food in me. Like, yeah, it's when I, right. you know, like, and I'm starting to get up. Stomach and stuff. Like, this is when I drink it. I'm like, I need food right now. Yeah. And, like, right. my caribou doesn't do that. My RTC doesn't do that. My, the Ethiopian dark one does. Yeah. Now, that will. Well, that's because I roasted woo. it dark. It's, it's something about dark coffees that do that. But uh, Which is interesting. Isn't it true, though? I mean, if, if you're not a coffee nut right now, I apologize, but we are, so deal <laughs> with it. We, we drink coffee and have real conversations. So, um, wow, total brain fart just went right out the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you um, Sorry. If, about our, the different kinds, but yeah, yeah. whatever. So, I mean, it's, yeah, we'll talk about it later. I'm, we'll sure, I'm, later. I'm sure it'll come back to us. But, uh, yeah, have we got any reviews? You know, Mark we actually God. did get another review from our last episode. So, Very nice. this one is all the way from Minnesota, which I didn't know we had Minnesota fans. Minnesota. 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 I don't like the Golden Gophers, though. I'm a Northwestern Wildcat guy, so, you know, Wildcats eat gophers. But I don't you have no what idea what we're talking about? I, what? Big, if, Big Ten. <laughs> what? Big Ten. Big oh, Ten Big well, Ten sports. I'm a Notre Dame guy. So, so. Me too. It's That's, okay. You can't be both, Mark. Yes, I can, especially when they're playing against each other because I really want to see Northwestern spank Notre Dame because it's really fun, but I also don't want to see Notre Dame lose and have Northwestern be the reason they don't get any farther than they already don't Get do. thee behind so, me, Satan. Whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're the Protestant cheering for a Catholic university, but you know, I mean, so hey, we all have our cross to bear. <laughs> I love it, but no. So this is from Katie Voigt, and she says, "I love your podcast. I don't listen to all of them, but I share them with my boyfriend." And check this out, she says, "And I don't know if he actually listens, but I like sharing them." Nice. You guys have helped me take time out of my day to get into God's word, and I'm trying to not be a lukewarm Christian, which that'd be a fun conversation, and give up the sins of the world. I'm 19, trying to move out of my mom's house while I'm taking a year off from school. You have a fan in Minnesota also. I don't know if there are any more of of, of us Minnesota people, but yay. My name is Katie. I love what you guys do. Keep up the good work. 
That's Katie. He actually says that's, yay in it. So yeah. <laughs> he wasn't just saying yay to say yay. It's it's actually written down. It Katie well. said so. So Katie, make sure you shoot us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Get us your address. We'll ship you up the little mini swag bag. Um, yeah, because we want to connect with you. And if you are a fellow listener who listens to us online, hit us up with that Apple Podcast review because that helps us out. You know, you don't even have to leave a comment. They are nice to leave, but even just doing the five, you know, rating it on the stars, the five star, whatever program you don't even have to leave us five if you want to leave us one if you that if that's all we're worthy of then do it but leave us a good review leave us a review if you would like leave us a comment if you would like but that helps us get into the ears of other listeners yeah and you can shoot some message on facebook you can shoot some message on instagram the email Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com or the phone number. Do you have it memorized yet? 574-400-5352. Again, 574-400-5352. And we'll have that in the show notes in case you forget. But you can text us at that number too, right? You can text us And get us directly access you're, you're right, to your host. You're right at your host doorstep right there. Check it out. I love it, dude. Well, hey, so... Again, leave us a review if you haven't. Definitely. Share us with your friends. But, dude, you ready to get in this conversation? Dude, you know, Mark, you, you know, I've been waiting for this conversation to happen. And a lot of our viewers, really? I think, have been waiting for a conversation like this to happen. And we kind of mentioned it um, pre-show about how we wanted to take this kind of um, higher-up view, like a 5,000-foot view rather than being like face-to-face Like get down view. in the weeds? Right, exactly. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, – I think that it's going to be a good show today. So uh, let's dive into it, man. Let's just get right into it. Uh, so what what does it mean to be a coffee mug Christian? All right, so like this is this is your like coined phrase. I've never is. heard this before. I, yeah, I call him coffee mug Christianity. It's it's great. So explain to us what that means, Mark. All right, guys. So I mean, a lot of our uh, younger listeners might not know this because Family Christian Bookstore went out, but you know, so when when we were younger, you know, we'd always go to the Family Christian Bookstore, and you know, if you're down south, it's Lifeway Bookstores, and now it's just Amazon, and you can actually get stuff at Walmart now. It's super cool, and you see all these short little witty phrases okay something about christianity where it's like i mean you see everything from like um uh daughter of the king and um you know hash like you see blessed you see family and all these different things but you see these short little witty phrases and they end up all over christianity and i don't know if people really know what they mean where it's kind of like um like my favorite one is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and, and dudes totally get, and out dudes of context. Get that, yeah, I, I, dudes get that tattooed on their biceps. You right. see it in Christian gyms. I could do all things. I could squat rack this through Christ. I'm like, I don't, through I don't Christ think, you know, strength. That. I could do it all. I don't so. think that, or my, my favorite one right now is like, you got to, um, position yourself for the blessing. You got to put yourself in the position where you can get the blessing of God. And a lot of pastors, and and I do this too, so I'm not slamming anybody because we want them to be memorable statements. Right. Is a lot of pastors will get these short little quips, and we call them, um, they're, they're, they're Twitter sermons. We call them Twitter sermons, where literally the the joke was is, who what pastor makes the most of the Twitter statements, where it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da, mm. da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it has this rhyme and rhythm and meter and flow, and it's got this really cool vibe right. to it where, that, like, oh, I want to tweet that. And it used to be old-school sermons were like alliteration, where it's like, hey, here's five A's right. of, of whatever. And it's like each point had an A. Or affirmation or firmness. Each one has like some sort of rhythm (laughs) that goes along to it. Well, now the thing is, is you don't go for points. You go through these like short little sayings that stick with you in your mind. 
But a lot of Christians, I will see, write, like not write it down, but they'll focus on it where it's like, if God is in her, she can't fail, which ain't about you, sister. Can't, can't we um, go back to the no when to hold them? No when to fold them. Old Kenny Rogers saying, let's, let's, let's stick with those instead. <laughs> the best part is I had a little bit of a sign. I'm like, oh, wait, I know that one. I know it. When to hold them, when to, to fold them. No when to hold them. Sorry. <laughs> I don't do country. Uh, I'm, I'm a glee kid. Yeah, I really you am. So yeah, you sorry, are. sorry about that. <laughs> Um, Anyways, but no, so we have these short little phrases and, you know, I, I got a whole list of them here with Bible verses where maybe some of the ideas come from and maybe where we get them and should we debunk them. But I kind of want to take that 5,000 point view of should we have these short little coffee mug Christianities, like these little Snapchat, Instagram things that we just hang on to. We name it, we claim it, we get tattoos of them on us and right. we have these things that might, but the funny thing that I've always thought is I'm like, I don't know you means i don't think that means what you think it means mm. like my favorite one is um from jeremiah i think it, what it was um no 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 it was for i know Solomon. for i know the plans that i have for you that one that's a big one that's a big one but not that one it's actually uh i want to make sure i don't i i feel like i wrote this one down um maybe i did it now i'm just having the massive brain fart or or whatever um yeah jeremiah seventeen nine, that one the heart is more deceitful than anything well, else. Well, just follow your heart. But no, the the, the one where it's like uh, Solomon dedicated the temple, and um, after that, Jesus was like, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, uh, their face before me. Um, and humble themselves and I will pray. forgive I will, their sins, and I, I will heal, heal their, their land. land. Yeah. And yep. everyone's like, yeah, that's what America needs to do. And I'm like, okay, America first needs off, to drop on their knees right now. And I'm like, first off, that verse is not talking about America, so take, right. the, take, take your flag down. Right. It's actually... Because if you look at the context of that verse, it's the fact of God's like, I will send a plague. Right. But if they turn, which is the condition of, but if they turn, I'll heal the actual physical, like I, I will make the ground start to grow produce again. I will get yeah. rid of the locusts. The I actual will get land. Rid, not the not the heart of the land, but like literally the the the, the, the legit land. Like the because earth, they, the, they were, earth, the they, soil, the ground. Yeah, because they were an right. agricultural society. Right. You know, so, you know, a lot of people take these short little phrases and they, but, they name them and they claim them so and that becomes their identity in that. That's the problem, though, with a lot of church goers today or the uh, pew warmers as, mm. as uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I got to I stole that from Paul Lindgren. That's what he calls them. The pew warmers. Instead oh, is that a, is that a Paul as, Lindgren? Instead of the bench warmers, it's the pew warmers. So that, that's a funny uh, movie. But I had to I had to steal that from him because it's so true. So often we know these little short snidbits of a verse and we're like naming it and claiming it yes sir that's it and we don't know the context of why it was written that way and why it was translated that way and we have to read it in context to really understand these words it's not the land of israel like you said it wasn't he wasn't talking to the people like sometimes the, the word land is referred to the nation of Israel, but it wasn't, right. it wasn't the nation. It was the, like you said, the actual physical land. So. Right. And a lot of times, you know, um, I, I was looking back at through our church's website because, uh, our, my, my buddy Sway preached a sermon. Um, so Sway? uh, I don't, I wonder if I pull it up, if it will give me the date, uh, not right here. It doesn't. It was uh, um, probably a month and a half ago, wasn't it? Oh no, 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 no! This was like last summer. Oh, that one. Um, yeah. That, so he's yeah, talking okay. about the law. We were talking right. about the law yep, and whatnot. Yep. And he called. Um, he says a lot of Christians run on snacks, and yeah. I'm guilty of it too. Right. Um, where he goes, you know, a lot of times we don't want to 
take up the meal. So we just will scroll through Instagram. We'll follow very specific pages that give us our verse for the day. And it's kind of like we get a little fruit snack. Like you're scrolling. Oh, cool. That's a, that's adult verse. I'm going to take that for the day and, it's and then the, scroll uh, through the it. It's the daily scripture reading that's on your phone app that pops up and it's like one on the verse. Notific- and it's the one verse. Right. Which I think, now don't get me wrong, those aren't bad. Right. Those aren't bad. But when we have our entire faith wrapped up around that one is, verse this is more, per day. So what I'm scared of is with these little phrases, the the coffee my Christianity, if someone's entire Christian understanding mindset where if their entire Christian belief is based off of Instagram verses, right? What happens when it, when it doesn't, when, when this, the promise that's promised in this verse doesn't happen, like position yourself for a blessing. That's what Joel Osteen talks about. Right. Um, I actually watched a different church sermon because that was, a, I'm a part of a group. And like, Hey, critique this, help me, help me get better with certain things. So I'm like, right. okay, I'll watch it. Help you guys out. And they had this, tithing prayer Mm. and literally it was we're going to give this to you but we are and it says we will expect um raises and this and this and it basically was like god we're going to give to you but we're expecting you to literally give us more Mm. so since i gave to you god i'm expecting you to give me a better job and double the pay and double the this less stress better family life rather than just giving because they want to give giving from the heart they're giving to get right now the bible does talk about um uh, I think it's uh, Micah. I think it's in the book. It's either Malachi or, or Micah, where it says, God says only one time in the Bible, he says, test me in this area. You know, we see in other places where it's like, don't test the Lord your God. Right. We see that in Scrutz of Law. Right. But God says in one area, he says about tithing. We talked about this in the tithing episode. He says, just test me in this area of your money and watch me throw open the, the storehouses. But is it? But again, was that is for it, that culture or is, is that for right, right now? We've got to read it in context again. Right. So what was the, the scriptures, the chapters before that talking about? And we would really have to understand that and read that before we could say, yes, that's for sure. It's like, yes, we should be asking him to test us in, in that way or no, we shouldn't. I mean, and, right. and that's one of those things where uh, Christians really have to get into a deeper study and, and really study the scriptures to understand their faith. Right, definitely. So, so. I got a list of them here. And if you don't mind me, I, I, I kind of want to read some of them because Go some of these it, people man. hang on to it. I think it will be helpful for I'll people just, to, to understand. I'll sit back and relax and listen. So here are things. I'm gonna Should I just read the whole list and then we'll talk about them? Oh, I, I was going to relax. Go for it, Okay, man. yeah. You, 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 you kick back, relax, get yourself a, a nice cup of joe, maybe some tea, cook your feet up. Here we go. So here's what God does not ever say in the Bible. The first one is God will never give me more than I can handle. God actually does times, not say, you know, how God many times is, have we heard that? Exactly. The Bible never says that God will not give you more than you can handle. It never says that. Another one says is, um, now it does say this, but I can do whatever I want because I have Jesus. Mm. Anything I do will be successful because Christ will give me strength to do it. Um, Philippians 4.13. 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, right. Now that's a fun context. Um, another one is, <laughs> another one is go do big things for God. Right. God never asks you to do that. He right. never says that, and we can look at why. Um, another one is God helps those who helps themselves. I have actually have heard that one of, no, but if I don't take care of this, God, I mean, God doesn't help those who doesn't help themselves. Pull up the bootstraps. Pull up the bootstraps, American Christianity, let's go. That would be another fun conversation. Another one, I may already said this, you know, when I give to God, I am positioning myself for a blessing or no, obedience. You, you said it wrong. Uh, when I give to well, God, no, I am positioning. No. Oh, oh, I can't do when the I, accent. When I, give it, uh, when I give to God, I am positioning myself for a blessing. That, that's 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 how you gotta say it. And you gotta, you gotta have you the gotta, hand. You gotta, you gotta have the hand when you do it. Gotta you gotta understand. Yes. 
and have the smile when you say such great words as these. I'm, I'm jealous of a few things, and one of those is Joel Osteen's smile. The other one is Joel Osteen's hair because my hair is so close to it. Um, another one is, uh, and this goes along with this, obedience results in financial blessings. If I obey God, he will give me money. Um, another one, and this one, I, this one's going to be sensitive because I've heard so many Christians say this, but it's no, nowhere in Scripture, is... When your loved ones passed away, oh, I know they're looking down at heaven right now. I know they're watching me. I know they're watching out over me. Bro, they're they're looking down from heaven, and, and that's just, what make them proud. Just a quick pit stop here. Oh, like where does it say that we're gonna actually like when you die you go to heaven? It doesn't. Nope. It says to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord, and that's it. That's what it says. Right now, the the other now there is actually a verse where that comes out of though with Hebrews twelve one where it's like we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So a lot of people interpret that uh, kind of like when you die you enter into the stands of heaven and then you're watching all the little but minions from, on. But earth. from my understanding, it's the the it's a waiting place that kind of talked about of like Abraham's bosom, which I don't fully understand. Uh, well, that's, but, but it talks about an Abraham's bosom, a waiting place. But then we look at like, La- that was before Jesus died. Right. But then we look at Lazarus, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. That the story of Lazarus and the man calling out and saying, go tell his family. Uh-huh. So it's like, so a lot of people believe that when Jesus died, right. you no, know, he was on like bringing the, because because Jesus told the thief on the cross today, you will be with me in paradise. Right. Right. Well, that's again, it to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord, but that doesn't mean heaven. It doesn't mean but hell. It, but it's heaven where mean, God is? It do, I don't know. Do you know for sure? Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> hey, man. I know. That's I, my fun deal. I know that God is in the past, in the present, and in the future, and outside of time right now all at once. So I don't really, to say he's in the heaven, is kind of small-minded, don't you think? To, to be like, oh, yeah, he's just in heaven. Well, no, he's omnipresent. So he's throughout right. all of history at all times. And everywhere, and and I and when you look at the interpretation of that verse, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Right. It's the idea of people have gone before us and ran the race well. So as right. we're running, we're looking to Jesus, knowing that if they did it, I can do it too. Right, exactly. I can run my race well. Right. Um, anyway, sorry. Another that, that was one is 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 just follow your heart. Just just follow your heart, bro. Just let it go, bro. Just let it go. <laughs> But yeah, you just gotta follow the only your one heart in, in that. Club. You like that? And then the other one, this is my favorite. Is well, I know everything happens for a reason. Right. The Bible yeah. does not say that. So, so here's what I'm thinking, though, dude. So right, we bro. we mentioned let's let's go out and do like the three thousand foot view. All right. So we did the five thousand. I'm thinking let's zoom in by. a little bit. Let's zoom in on some of these that a lot of Christians. All right. Say. Well, we already zoomed in a little bit on the loved ones looking down from heaven. Right. So and, let's and I want to be gentle one. with that one because I know that like, it, a lot of people find a, their com- like, that's like the book of comfort one hundred and one. Even though it's it's not true because my dad is dead, but he it, doesn't want to look down on me. He's chilling with but Jesus. That's like, my thing. Like, man. I don't think people understand. I like, sounded really wh- insensitive when I said, when my you, dad is dead. Yeah, <laughs> my dad's dead. Yeah, he, he passed away when Thanks I Thanks for bringing it up again, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, no, but it's true that I don't think we're going to care when we're dead. We're going to be like, we're with Jesus. Right. So, <laughs> you like how I did that, the old prophet, like, or the old Baptist, like, oh, Jesus. Uh, we're just down there with Jesus. That's when you go, the hangman. But, you know, so <laughs> a lot of times we want to have this focus on that comfort of, well, I just know that they're here with me and with me in spirit. And it's like, as I, I have had to counsel so many people through funerals and other things, and they say that, and I'm like, now is not the time to be like, um, actually, that's not how this, like, that's insensitive. Well, I think that, I think that, uh, 
But it's supposed to be the God of all comfort, not, cr- not Christian the comfort sh- of people. It's the it God depends. of all comfort. But it, you know see, it depends on whether you're saved or not. Because right, that's true. If you're not saved, then there is no comfort after There's death. There's no hope. There's no comfort. So, But if you are saved, then it doesn't matter if they're looking down on you or not. They're with Jesus. That's the only comfort you need. Like, and, who cares? Like, they're I, in a happier place. Now they don't have to deal with the world. Like, that's awesome. That's true. But that's anyways, true. we need to get off yeah, of that. Get off of that. So, so, <laughs> well, so I want to look so at a couple of them. Well, let's look at, this, let's look at the top one. That I want to get the top one because that's the one I hear the most is right. God will never give me more than I can handle. Right. And for some reason, I don't know about you as, as, as maybe someone who's listening, but I've heard people lose their faith over this where the mm. fact of, um, they, they had this picture of who God was, right. um, and they, they're like, and, and the weight of the world became so much, and they're like, if this is how it works, I don't want this God. Like, I can't handle this. It's so much stress and pressure right. and anxiety and all these different things, so God must just not be real, because if it was, he wouldn't have given me more than I can handle. Right. But in reality, I don't, the Bible doesn't say that. There's a verse that talks about this, but yeah. people just apparently don't read the verse well that's what yeah that's you I know mean, if my view the viewers are seeing i have my phone up right now but yeah. it, that's because i was pulling up the scripture the fir- very first scripture that you got here yeah first um, corinthians 10 13 just so i could read along with you as you're yeah as you're um so it, so it says god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability mm-hmm. you know so a lot of people will take that to say you know oh god will never give me more than i can handle well in reality it's the fact of no god will never give you uh, and i don't say give you but there's no temptation that you cannot have an escape route from. You well, look at Joseph, right. and when Potiphar's wife came in, um, it's funny, like, growing up in Bible school, you always think Potiphar's wife was probably, like, super old and raggedy and nasty, but he was, like, 18, and she was, I mean, she's probably the prettiest lady in all, whatever, and she was tempted him, and all of a sudden, you know, he goes, oh, well, I, I couldn't get out of that temptation, and Joseph freaking ran. Right. And in today's culture, we have so many ways of, like, oh, well, I just had to do it, and I'm like, but did you though? Yeah, right. like you know. Well, that's I. I kind of want to dig into that scripture just a little bit more, and it, you know, we talked about the context and stuff. I just want right. to go back a little bit on the context of it so people understand. Because if you just read that, it's like, oh, okay, but he's not going to give me more than I can handle, right? Because that's what it says, and it's like, all right, let's read the context. Let's so let's go back to um, verse nine, and I'm reading out of an interlinear Greek version. So if it sounds a little weird, I do apologize. Um, but it says, "And let us not put Christ to the test." Just as some of them attempted, and they were destroyed by snakes, and do not complain. Just as some of them complained, and they were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happen to them as examples, and it is written as a warning for us, to whom the end of the ages is about to come. So that the one supposing to remain firmly, let him be aware that he does not fail. Temptation has not taken hold of you except a human one. That's the temptation is taking hold of you. Right, right. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But he will, but he will with the temptation also bring about the means of escape so as to be able to have endured. So this is talking to the church of that time. Yep. And depending on where, what side of the fence you stand on of stuff, um, it could have been talking about pre pre seventy AD, pre destruction of of Jerusalem of the, of the temple of Jerusalem and the temple. Okay, um, it, it could what have is, been talking is, about. What does that have to do with this? Well, so what I'm saying is, if he's talking to them about he's not going to tempt them beyond what they're able to, and he's doing it for the endurance of their faith, mm. that that's where it ties in. That he's not going to. 
Well, these, these he's going to provide a way of escape because yeah, what I'm looking at juice though these are in Corinth. Well, you know that's true. They don't care. Yeah, about you the got temple. me there. They don't care about the temple, right? Because but if you read First Corinthians, you're there. Yeah, you, you know a lot of people are like, I want to be like the New Testament church. I'm like, you read First Corinthians? I don't want to be like that New Testament church. Let's be the good right, one, right? Because you <laughs> know you be got Ephes- a dude. Let's be Ephesus, please. You got a dude who's sleeping with his mother-in-law. The her, yeah. whole church knows it, and nobody and, cares. And they're like, oh, it's it's, it's whatever. Too, totally. And right. you got all these other different issues that are happening in the church that you're right. just like are. What? what? <laughs> like right. that's actually happening. And, and Paul's like, look, you might say, I, I just can't get past this temptation because Corinth was like, you know, modern day red light district in some parts of Corinth. It was we see that like, in Ephesus. We see that like, like yeah. Pompeii. Like, right. you know, it's not like they could walk around. I mean, they didn't have phones back then with easy access to all the stupid stuff we do. But at the same time, they still had so many temptations right in front of their face to do things. Like sleeping with your mom or your mother-in-law? Like, that's just messed up. Don't do that. That's just messed up. No. So, yeah. No. So, but, so you see that it's a fact of, you know, but this is what I like about is that last part is God is faithful. He will right. not, and it doesn't say God won't tempt you. He says he will not allow you. In other words, he will not let Satan tempt you or your own lust of your flesh tempt you beyond the point where you will not be able to bear it. But that's not yeah. all it said, though. It's, it's, I mean, go back into it. It says, but he will not, uh, he will, uh, hang on a sec. Let me get out of this one and go to an actual Bible that. An actual it's, Bible? It's, I mean, that's a Bible. It's just one that I can actually halfway read right now. <laughs> that's, that's my study Bible. I find it funny so, that it's like, let us not te- tempt Christ as some did, and we're destroyed by snakes. Yeah. Isn't it kind of funny? Yeah. Uh, the first deceiver. Yeah, is it a snake? It's a snake. Uh, Satan's called a snake. And then so, they were eaten by snakes. I don't um, know. It's kind of so, yeah. So, here it says, uh, there hath no temptation. Uh, so we're not going to read that one either. People are going to get all confused. Man, they're like, what the heck is this guy doing? Let me go. What verse are you looking for? Uh, I w- No, I'm going to the, your verse. I'm just trying to find a good easy translation that's I can halfway trust. And so I know there's a lot of conversation on what's a good Bible translation. If it's only the King Jimmy, the best translation is the one you can read. Um, that is true. Read. But if you want the most accurate and Paul's going to be like, finally I've converted him. The most accurate word for word that we have from our understanding is the NASB. That's the closest one word for word, but I don't read but that one. I don't, I'm I'm a King Jimmy guy. I'm a Christian standard Bible. <laughs> but, but there have been some words that were translated wrong mm-hmm. in the KJV, and I'm admit, admitting this, that like I was reading one with, with Paul Ingram the other day, and it was like, he's like, that's not what it means, though. Like, look through your translations. and come to find out they fixed it in the New King James. Yep. So, okay. anyways, uh, anyway, no so temptation what, what has overtaken you but such as common to man, and God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also. So it's not that you won't be tempted beyond what you're able, but there is going to be a way of escape. Right. That's the key right there, that there's going to be big-time temptations, but there's a way of escape. It's what you choose, whether you're going to follow God and take the route of escape, or if you're going to stay and fall into And it's temptation. not easy, man. It's not easy to deal with nope. those temptations. But, but not to get too much into that, you know, I do Anyways. want to touch on the opposite side of what does God say? And honestly, he doesn't say it directly, but I honestly firmly believe that God will give you more than you can handle. Like, oh, I yeah. mean, the, the apostle Paul talks about it. I look at my family situation. I'm like, you know, my superhero is my mom. Like, I mean, you know, screw Thor and Captain America. Like, my mom could take him any day of the week. I mean, maybe literally, because I mean, 
Right. She's, she's, she, she took me to the ground when I was 18 talking crap. I said, you can't do nothing. She put me in half Nelson and put me in the ground. But hang on a sec. But she, she, she's got some, she's got some height on you, bro. You're kind of a shorty and like a little stick figure. And she is like, she could probably punch a cow out. I it's mean, true. It's you're, true. You're a stick But I'm also figure. not going to punch my mom, bro. But <laughs> anywho, so I, I look at my mom and all the stuff she had to go through with, um, I mean, there's so much more of the story that I'm just learning as we go, but like right. my dad dying and then getting remarried and then stepdad walking out on us and then having to live through watching all of her kids' life just blow up over the course of like four years. All at once, basically. And, and the biggest blow ups happened at the exact same freaking time. Right. And so I watched my mom go through all of this and I'm like, mom, how on earth? And I even asked her, I said, how do you keep your faith? And she goes, my faith isn't based on my situation, my circumstance. And I'm right. like, dang, mama. Now preach. Preach it. But so, you know, but the Apostle Paul, even in 2 Corinthians 1, he said, uh, we don't want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. In other words, the Apostle Paul was even saying, this is so hard, it would be easier just to die. Oh, well, I mean, look, like, at, dang. look at the modern day brothers and sisters we have in China and in India all over the world that are suffering way worse than us. So we're like, man, oh, no. Bro, they don't follow they don't, me on They this. don't have Wi-Fi here. <laughs> Lord, the temptation is too strong. Right? And that's just it. We complain about our American stuff. Right. and But at the end of the day, you see the Apostle Paul saying, the Apostle Paul saying, we were so broken and burdened and messed up that we just we we thought it'd be easier just to die in fact he even says indeed we felt we received the sentence of death right he's like the grim reapers coming man like we could feel it it's that hard but 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 i think but's my favorite word with one t not two but that was to make us not rely on ourselves but on god who this is pretty baller raises the dead huh it's it's pretty funny that that verse kind of ties in with the actual meaning of Philippians 4 a little bit. That, and that's just it because Apostle Paul wrote that in prison. And he said, hey, you can give us money, but we don't need it because whether we have a lot or little, we're free or we're in prison. I can right. do anything through Jesus right? because exactly. Jesus gives me strength and it's the just, joy that I need to continue right. in my walk. Exactly. Not exactly. to lift 200 pounds in a deadlift. Yeah, not to, not to be able to chug a gallon of milk or something. I can do it because Jesus is with me. And we're being really facetious, but it's funny. But this is what's cool, all right? So there's a song that Hillsong recently wrote, and it's it's, it's something I've been hanging on to. It's called There's Another in the Fire. Um, beautiful song, man. And that was this was one where like, when I was going through all the stuff last summer, um, I was visiting a church, and, man, I, I'm not a crier, but your boy started weeping at this one, man, because it was like, you know, there's another in the fire standing next to me. Right. There's another in the water holding back the sea. If I ever need reminding. Talking about Jesus. All the, yeah. If I ever need reminding. And, the, and what's interesting is it talks about um, there's a story in it that you don't catch where it's like if I ever need reminding of how I've been set free. Um, it talks about there's a cross that bears no body. There's a grave that bears no body. And there's a hope, like, it, it's just, it's a beautiful picture. Oh, I'm getting chills. Um, but in Isaiah 43, it talks about that, where it's, um, but now this is what the Lord says, who created you, Jacob, who formed you out of Israel. Now he's talking about Israelites, but it says, don't fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze for I am Lord, your God, the Holy one of Israel, your savior. And I mean, that's not about Israel, but it's more the fact of God may not take away the storm. He may not 
take away the fire. He may not take away the pain. He may not take away the heartbreak. He may not take this stuff away, but he promises to be with you in the midst. Right. Well, I mean, we know that that kind of stuff isn't going to be taken away. I mean, if we look over in First Peter, it talks about how the refining of gold and all the process mm-hmm. of the refining of gold, you have to be put to the fire in order to to purify. I think that's James. I think it's in First Peter too, though. Might be in both. Might be in both. Both, uh, not both. both. Both with an F. Both. Both with an F. But yeah, so I yeah, everything you said, I agree. Yeah. So let's uh, let's and that, I do want to say that goes into that last one too of um, everything happens for a reason. Because right. you look at Job, there was no reason. It right. just happened. Right. There was, God didn't give. He asked well, God for answers, and God didn't give. There him was answers. a reason, but it wasn't. Was. It wasn't a reason that Job needed to know. Right. Exactly. Job didn't know. The so. reason was is. Again, one, it was a, it was, it was kind of a test for Job, mm-hmm. but it was more of a I'm going to prove you wrong, Satan. That I know my I know my faithful servant Job, correct, and I know he is not going to sit there and curse me. Doesn't matter what you do to him, right? And Job asked about. like hundreds of questions, and God was like, "Hey, sit down, take a seat. I'm going to ask you more." Yeah, he's like, "Hold up, here, hold up." Socratic Who's method? the boss? Socratic method. Let's go. <laughs> Who's the boss? <laughs> so anyway, so so what's another one you want to talk so about, let's, dude? Let's move into this uh, do big things for God Ooh, because I yep. I really feel like that's a lot of youth this day oh, and age. Speak um, into that. Speak into that. I feel like youth today feels like they have to go out and start a church or they have to become a missionary. And not that those things are, are bad things, but you have to remember that not everybody is called to the same thing. God doesn't call us all to the same thing, and God doesn't give us all the same gifts. Uh, and God may have a plan for you to do your your mission work, your uh, your greatest things in the area of life you're already in. It may be at school, maybe at a job, but you don't have to do these major things. It's that connection with that one person. You know, if you can bring about one soul and show them Jesus and really really show them the gospel and they choose to accept the gift that Christ gave to them. Man, the whole kingdom of heaven rejoices for that one soul. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. It's not the big thing that America uh, has in their mind is a big thing these days. It's That's what it is. It's about one soul. Each one. What? Each one. Reach one, there baby. Go, bro. So that's all I, I wanted to zoom in a little bit on that one just for that reason. So no, that's cool. I'm, I'm trying to find a quote um, as, as we're going real quick and I, I'm not finding it as fast as what I want. And because Martin Luther, um, the reformer, the reformer, Martin Luther himself, the, I think he was bipolar or something, man, there was something up with that dude's head, but um, it's actually pretty, his, the history of Martin Luther and how the reformation came. It's so fascinating. And the, yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit so you can... Oh, here we go, here we go, I got it. So so it's it's at least attributed to Martin Luther, but here's here's the quote. The maid who sweeps her kitchen is doing the will of God just Mm. as much as the monk who prays, not because she may sing a Christian hymn as she sweeps, but because God loves clean floors. The Christian shoemaker does his Christian duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes because God is interested in good craftsmanship. Um, and it keeps going on and it's the fact of why is all this? Because, you know, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do everything for, for the, the glory, glory of God. God. Yep. Whether you're a plumber with, and I think that's part, there's another quote that, that goes along with it too, but whether you're a plumber, a shoemaker, a steel worker, 
a website developer, right. or a podcast listener. Do right. all to the glory of God. It's funny because my dad always preached that at me as a kid, and I never really understood it until probably the last six or seven years. Mm. I'd so. agree with that, too. And, you know, this is what's interesting is um, by this point, if, if people are new to the podcast or whatnot, I actually am officially done at Southside. Um, wow, my last yeah. day is actually today, day of recording, July 31. Today is my last official day as a, as a pastor at Southside. I've, I've resigned and stepped down. And I was talking with a couple friends. Uh, Sway. Sway was one of them. And he was like, dude, you know, just because you're out of paid ministry doesn't mean you're done with ministry, right? Right. It's not the past. And we talk about it. It's not the pastor's job to go do the big things for God. It's little people doing everyday things to lead people to a better understanding of God. It doesn't even have to be even that, just to the glory of God. Right. I mean, that's exactly what Martin Luther was saying. It could be just just a person on the, uh, you know, doing the, the, the chimney sweep kind of stuff, or, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter right. what you're doing as long as you realize of, of who you're doing it for. So let me ask you, why do you think so many people want to do the big thing for God? You know? Because you're right. I think a lot of teenagers are like, I want to go out and do all these massive, huge things. Yeah, I think... Which is good to have that energy and passion. I I think... Yeah, it's great to have that energy and passion. Um, but I think it's all about being the... the we've so publicized Christianity to where it's so... Uh, commercial feeling now mm. it's not that relationship one-on-one feeling and so they feel like hey i gotta go do this big thing because uh if i don't do this big thing uh, maybe i won't get as many rewards in heaven or maybe um so and so won't be saved or maybe that's my I, I just i gotta go do it because i feel i have this passion well passion mm-hmm. isn't everything right um and then yeah, you know so. this is what's interesting is because you know, I went to a, a a Bible college that was very heavy focused on this stuff, right. and they they uh, my my president was amazing. He said in college, he goes, you know, you're not preparing for the ministry; you're already in ministry because you're a Christian. So go do it. You're right. not here to train to right. be in the ministry. He goes, you're already in it, whether you're doing this or not. And I look at so many of my friends who graduated either with me or before me or after me. Great theological minds, right? Right. Amazing. You think they would be pastors and evangelists and missionaries, and no, one's an insurance salesman. Um, one, you know, I mean, he owns a, he's a, successful. He owns his own business, and there, there's another one who does all these different things. And we're scattered all over America now with with from Northland. Right. You would look at him and be like, okay, you went to Bible college. You trying to be a pastor? Did you fail? Because now you're not. And the answer is like, no, you didn't fail because God. That's the the calling on the Christian is not to go be this massive pastor. The God is to uh, the, the the call that God gives us is to love your neighbor as yourself and to be ministers of reconciliation and to love those right in front of you. I think a lot of people though they want to be they they want to think they're all Peters or they're all Pauls. You know mm. they were they're all um, they're all fishermen. And then Christ comes by and says, follow me. And it's like it leads off into this big ministry. Right. And that is not like, what about the other fishermen? Or how about, you know, what was it? The day of Pentecost, there was what, 3,000? 3,000 saved on the day of Pentecost? Was uh, I think it was five. And then 3,000. It was either 3,000 and 5,000 later. Or, or 5, yeah, it's, it's one of the like two. Yeah. Either way, mega church. But like, yeah, bang. just right then and there. But uh, out of all those people, how many people that got, we're there on the day of Pentecost. How many do we hear about in Scripture, or how many do we even know about? 
None. Exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They weren't. But those are the have people to, that went out and changed the world. Right. Exactly. You know? One life at a time. Yeah. Just spreading the good news. We're not called to save anybody. And if you think that you save, uh, you're misguided and uh, only Jesus saves. And if uh, a lot of people have that uh, hero complex is what it's called of where they feel like, you know, hey, God has anointed me and I'm going to go out and I'm going to make sure that these people hear the gospel so they get saved. And the truth be told, 90% of the people you probably come into contact with and tell about Jesus are not going to be saved. Right. So, yeah. You know, I think of, uh, not to park here for too long, but I think of uh, Priscilla and Aquila in the, in the New Testament. You right. know, we hear about them through Paul. Right. Um, they were fellow tent makers with Paul and they traveled with Paul. But this is the amazing thing is the fact of the most amazing thing these two people did where they were... I mean, some people believe they're the first deacon and deaconesses in the church. Right. Um, but. Possibly. Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, <laughs> some people believe that they wrote, that they delivered some of the letters. Right. Um, whatever. But, just, just but the thing that Titus is written stuff. down in scripture is they took Apollos under their wing. Right. Because they were like, all right, buddy, you're, you're, you're a great charismatic preacher. You're doing some great things for Jesus, but let's tighten you up a little bit. Let's, right. Let's make sure you're, you're, you're solid, you're, you're solid doing the right thing. Right. These were tent makers. Right. These aren't PhD, you know, master of divinity trained at Southern Seminary and have a PhD from Princeton. These were just everyday, you know, Joe it, and Jan loving Jesus saying this person we can help this one person. It it you amazes know? me. They didn't do a big thing for God. Right. But through them doing this little thing, but it amazes what what amazes me is how muddy the waters get with theologians. <laughs> you notice when a theologian is talking to another theologian, like Ooh. to me, I may not have like a degree in theology, but I'm pretty we were well, talking about I'm this. pretty well versed. Right. <laughs> uh, and I'm still continuing my, I've been studying for years and going to continue to study for years. And I, I like deep study. It's, it's enthralling to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, how much, like if you get two theologians together, like Mark and I, <laughs> The conversations we have off camera, we we muddy the waters a lot. For well, what about this meaning though? What right. what if we break this word down in the Greek and w look at the different meanings of this? And the but sometimes we overcomplicate things. Right, the scripture, the gospel is so easy that a child could understand it, yet so complex that even the greatest of minds will never understand. What does that tell you? Yeah, that's cool. The the great minds we try to overanalyze when we should be just making it simple. And that's what the gospel is. It's a simple message. It's a simple message of salvation. So I like it. That's what I got. To I say. like it, man. I got a little, I got, a, got coffee in my throat. <laughs> I wasn't getting emotional. I had some coffee in my oh, throat. Oh so man. I Dang about that. it. You know, let's just hit like the last one. We're here. All right. We're here. We can hit it. Go for it. With the, the, when people say, you know, the, this one you see a lot, a lot of times it's not Christians, but I hear from Christians a lot. It's just, just follow your heart. Just, just what is your heart telling you to do? Just follow your heart. But what happens when you read in the Bible where it says, well, the heart is deceitful and abundantly wicked. Who can know it? You read that and you're like, well, dang, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Like, you're like I, don't, I don't know what decision to make. So, oh, well, what's your heart telling you, Mark? I don't know. So here's the Pizza? way, here's the way my dad put it to me. He goes, you know, Everybody always talks about following your heart and, and you know, your emotions and, and right, stuff right. like this. And uh, they totally discredit logic. And it's always, it's so far from the head knowledge to the heart knowledge. Yep. Um, the heart is good. There, there's a lot of good emotions that come out of the heart. But the heart can be deceived. Right. 
the heart can be um, taken and tossed to and fro like a wave in the sea. Mm-hmm. And, and emotions are different every day. And emotions, depending on if you got sleep, what you're eating, what your exercise routine is like, your emotions change. If you it's, had Taco Bell at midnight. Right. It's scientifically proven. Right. Like you can't, like you can't take the Bible and science and they both are saying the same thing and be like, nah, man, I'm following my heart. Like, like the earth is flat. Like the earth is flat. <laughs> sorry. That was, I, I, I'm sorry. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, I just... I don't understand why we still believe that that would just follow your heart. Follow your heart. Follow, so, follow your dreams. It's the dreams that get us there. No, it's not the dreams. It's Jesus. Someone once told me, like, um, people are going to tell you, you can do anything. Well, I hate to break it to you, Mark, but you can't. You're short and you're white. You can't play basketball. <laughs> oh, dang you it. You can't dunk over Shaq. Sorry. Like, you know, it's... You're short and you're white. <laughs> But, or it's like, you know, like I don't have the brain to be a rocket scientist. Right. I, I don't, you, well, you know, people, there's certain things people will say, do. if you really apply yourself, you could do anything. You can do anything. And maybe you, you have can, to really apply yourself. And it's like, are you wasting your time trying to do the thing that you were never created to do? Yeah. But, you're not gifted in that. Right. Area. Right. So, but, but here's a curveball to this conversation that I've never thought of before. Personally, someone once told me they were like, um, good buddy of mine. He's like, just follow you. He goes, what, what's your heart telling you, Mark? I'm like, and I flat out. I'm like, well, dude, you know, you know, he goes, okay, well, think about it this way. All right. So I was trying to make decisions on, on, you know, just life, life circumstance and figuring things out. And he goes, okay, so you know, the verse about, um, I wrote it down because I knew I was going to have an absolute forgetful <laughs> moment, but, um, Psalm 37, four is take, uh, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. A lot of people think that it's like, if you just like God, he, God's going to give you whatever you want. Whatever, like My heart wants a boat. He's going to give me a boat. I'm going to name it. I'm going to claim it, and I'm going to get it, and it's going to be purple, and it's going and it's going to have some funny little corny dad joke name, like in Jesus' name. Hey, man. In Jesus' name. Hey, man. Preach it, brother. So, but, you know, that's not what it's talking about. It's the fact of when you delight yourself in God, your heart's desires will change for him. Well, the more you follow God, the more your heart will desire the things of God. It's it's you know? it's like that scripture that says, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. That ain't talking about a Ferrari. No. <laughs> that's not what that's talking about. No, it's like, kingdom over everything. Right. You know? Exactly. It's, so he said, okay, but so track with me. He goes, he goes, he goes, I, I believe you're really in tune with with yourself and you're trying to figure out what God's plan and what God's will is. And he goes, you have to just make a decision about this. What do you feel like God is trying to tell you to do? And I'm like, okay, well, I've never quite thought of it that way, but so many people will equate heart in the Holy Spirit because, you know, we talk about God's will in the playground, use your brain, pray about it. This is me. Um, pray about it and just make the decision. Like eventually you just have to do something. And like when you switch jobs, you just right. had to, you, you, you lined up all the facts, you lined up all the various things, and then you just went and you did it. Right. Well. Right. But you still had to follow the spirits leading in that too. Right. right. And, but the question is, is, is this, if, if you're trying to follow God with all that you are, will your heart transform into God? So by you following your heart, are you following after God? But here's the difference. You know? Is that if the heart and the, and the scriptures don't line up. Well, then obviously something's wrong and most people want to say the scriptures wrong. Right. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like when I, when I made my job jump, like I felt the Holy Spirit saying, take this job. And I looked at all the facts and I go, I can take care of my family, which I'm called to do that's as your a man. Job. That's as your a job. man, yeah. that's my main focus is I can take care of my family uh, and make it so my wife can stay home with my kids and we have we can be able to pay our bills if I take this job. Mm-hmm. So to me, that lines up with scripture 
and it lines up with my heart. They line up. I move forward. That's it. But there's so many people that go, man, my heart's really telling me that this girl who's not a Christian, uh, I'm supposed to be with her, man. I have to be with her. But she's like, not that's a Christian. My, but she's hot, my, though. But she's, no, she's not even, it's just she's super smart. We get along. We're best friends, and she's good looking. So I, I'm, my heart's telling me I got, I got to, you know, she wants, she asked, she asked me out. Like, I know she's interested, so I got, I got to go with her. And it's like, wait a second. What's the first thing you just said, though? She's not a Christian. <laughs> like, that's unequally yoked. That don't line up with scripture. That ain't the Holy Spirit. It doesn't line up with that's logic. That's the desires of your heart, which are evil and wicked. But, it, but right. And I mean, and so that's yeah, where it's that's like, it's hard. It gets hairy. It does get hairy. And, and as you grow more as a Christian and as you, become more in tune with the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit, it gets easier in some aspect and more complicated in others. Yeah. But the more times you say yes to the Holy Spirit and no to the flesh, the easier it is to hear God. And a lot of times, I think we think a lot of these thoughts as Christians because we have easy, easy believism as Americans and Christians, you know? Right. Oh, I'm not Muslim. I'm not this. Well, I guess I'm Christian. <laughs> like, you know, we have a lot of easy believisms. And, right. um, you know... I, God doesn't say, clean your life up and then come follow me. He just says, follow me. That's all he says. He did not come for those who were healthy, but those who were sick. Right, and people are messy. Grace is messy, and and, and we understand that. But right. as we're trying to pursue and follow Jesus, we need to understand his teachings and what, what Jesus has to say about certain topics and what the Bible says. And, you know, this is both the heart of, of me and Fuller with this as, you know, we both have that shepherd's heart. We want to protect those who, who, who I mean, we... We're going to be held in, we're, we're going to have to answer for what we talked about on the podcast to God. Right. Because we're teaching this stuff. Right. And we just don't want you guys as listeners to have these thoughts in mind that the Bible never says anything. So if you're thinking, you know what, I've been serving God, I've been obedient, but my family's still messed up. Um, my kids are walking away from the Lord. I'm I'm financially in a, in a, in a debt in a hole. Well, it might be because you bought a really freaking expensive car and now you have a lot of debt and that's your own. Move or what, what's that? But, Preachers with sneakers or whatever. What, what ooh, is it? What got is that it? drip though, but... You know, got that drip, but talk about being a bad steward. A lot of those are gifts, but it's okay. But still, uh, but still, but again, like being a bad steward. But but then you can look at it, at, and it's like you got a bigger house than I do. So it's like, am I being the better steward? Like you know, that's hard. You got to check the heart. You got the heart mode. Possibly. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not saying you are. Right. But. No. But but again, what are what are the needs? Like you, you know, your house is smaller than my house, right? So mm-hmm. you brought that up. It's a good and it's a good right, example. Right. But I got two kids, and you but got, you got two kids. I have three kids, and. I have a wife and, you have and dogs. I have dogs and I have, and yeah, we have a cat you running around a, knocking all yeah. of our cables over. Well, she was over here like letting me pet, but yeah, anyways, yeah. the cat distracted me, but he's, he's yeah. Cute. So anyways, yeah, it's, I mean, stewardship talking about that, there, there's, that's a drastic difference, right? There's a, there's a taking care of needs of a family. And then there's, do you really need a $3,000 pair, pair of shoes? Like who, who needs those? Right. Who who really needs a three thousand dollar pair of shoes? Right. And and David Platt talks about that in Radical all the time. I'm not saying I do because right. I ain't got those. <laughs> We're lucky if we got like Walmart Bruh, shoes. I'm wearing Costco Actually, on sale slippers right now. The shoes I'm wearing are like from Walmart. So. But <laughs> they're the, they the most comfortable. They're the champions. They were the most comfortable but, shoes. But at the end of the day, though, it's more the fact of, you know, when when the Bible does not speak into something, we shouldn't be the one that says, well, God says this. You know, God says I should do all this. And it's like, eh, he doesn't. Right. 
He absolutely doesn't. But anyway, before we close out and, and go to the Bef- fun facts bef- with Fuller. Before your cat. Before like, my cat eats your, eats your cable. <laughs> any final thoughts from you, dude? Um, I guess my only final thoughts is uh, just don't get caught up in reading a scripture or a verse that sounds good. Mm. Um, there's a lot of scripture that is there for historical reference um, for that time period. Right. Um, that we can learn from, we can definitely learn from it, but you can't pick and choose verses that sound good. You got to read it in the context of the scripture. And is it really supposed to apply to me today? Is it under the new covenant? Right. Does it apply to me? Can I learn from it? Is it something that is acceptable to God? Or is it just something that, how's it put? It's, we got to bend our minds to the scripture and not bend the scriptures to our minds. Oh, that's a quote. That's that's a coffee mug saying that's, right that there. Is, that's, a, that's the one that should be on the coffee cup, you know what I'm saying? But, but uh, yeah. so, and then that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be that. It's, you can't, you can't try to form scriptures for what you want in your mm-hmm. mind. You can't. We have to form our minds, and that's part of that transforming and renewing of our minds to what the scriptures say. Right. And who we know God is through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So that's my final thought. I like that. My final thought is God is in her. She cannot fail. That ain't talking about you, sweetheart. That's talking about Jerusalem. <laughs> that ain't talking about you. Sorry. Heal your land. That ain't talking about America. America. Sorry, Southerners. It ain't talking about it. But either way, dude, I mean, it's more the fact of seek truth and follow truth wherever it leads. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. I like it, bro. That was a good conversation. was. Fun facts. <laughs> we'll work on that transition. <laughs> That's the best. That final Makes laugh me smile gets me, every bro. time. All right. Uh, so the fun fact with Fuller today. Mark, did you know, which I know you did because I read it before we started. I actually know this one. Got the, <laughs> I, yeah, I know this one. I'm, re- so, I'm ready. So listeners on on whatever format and platform you're listening on and and youtubers and anybody else did you know (laughs) movie trailers were originally shown after the movie which is why they're called trailers the problem with trailers showing after the film uh was that the audience wouldn't stay around to watch them (laughs) and it kind of made the trailers ineffective and then they started And then doing they go, you know what? We can make them eat half their popcorn if we play 30 minutes of trailers before the movie. Then they'll come back out, get a refill, pay for the refill, and watch the movie. And now they're adding like the little bonus clips to the end of movies. Now. Right, and now it's like, man, I gotta stay. But see, I'm the one who like pulled out Google really fast and says, like, what's after the credits? And it says nothing. Like, oh, yeah, we right, know. right, exactly. I do the so. same thing. Like, oh, But if there is something I don't want to read it, I don't want to read about it, and I don't want to watch anything about it, because I don't want it to be. But that spoiled. makes sense because now a lot of times you see movie previews. You don't see trailers, Look, but they're still called trailers. It's my cat. Your cat right here. Celery, Celery joined us for it. Yes, like the food. Celery like <laughs> the food. But either that's way. what happens when you let your kids uh, name the no, cat, No, that's right? the Humane Society who named <laughs> oh, okay. it. We just kept it because my son sucks at naming animals. <laughs> it just it was, it was awful, man. But either way, RTC fam, we're so thankful that you join us week in, week out for the podcast. Yep. But make sure you reach out to us. Facebook, Instagram. You can still hit up Twitter, the email, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com, 
Or you can also text us or call us at 574-400-5352. Yep, and make sure you leave us a review on Apple iTunes. But until next time, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.